Hello everybody. Uh, right now, uh, this is Ian Along and this is Along Talk. Maybe I can change it to Along the Road. Now, let me talk to you this afternoon about... Uh, this is a little bit touchy because I will talk about my experience. And uh, I am talking about right now on the article that is being shown in the Philippines, which the source is in in the U.S. Um, according to the Southern Baptist Convention, there are 200 pastors, church pa- pastors, leaders who are into who 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 committed sexual abuse, a form of sexual abuse, and um, you know this is closest to my heart because. You know what? This is closest to my heart. Why? Uh, one of the topics that I'm that I'm close to my heart is be, not because I'm a victim of abuse, and I do not want to play victim on this, but I am a victim of a double standard rule of abuse. I am a victim of the double standard rule. For example, uh, because. When I was still a very active youth leader in the church, when I, I was still a very active youth leader in the church, I had a relationship, and it's not working out well. But because I have to be honest, uh, it's not working well because uh, we were both younger than the usual than now, and but uh, it came to a point that. Uh, as much I'm trying to make it good, but it's like circumstances are against me. Or should I say, let's just say I do not want to be a squealer, la- ladies, but I had, a, I had a bad relationship then, a very toxic relationship then. I do not want to mention further, but I do not, but I understand that ladies who are listening right now will not take my side of the story but let's just put it this way uh, girl meets boy and girl have relationship uh, girl had relationship with boy they fell in love they had sex and they had and the foundation of their relationship uh, seems to be physical in nature and boy wants to make things right and wants to wants and boy tries to make things right, but girl is not supportive. Go, the boy wants to make set things right in the in his relationship by taking good care of his career, of his ministry, and avoiding it altogether before marriage time. But girl is not supportive. Girl had other things in mind. Girl had other plans girl wants to take over the plans that basically happened and many of you will think that i will i why did i uh, you see that's the system that's a system that i grew up with it's tough to be a man in that local in that local church it's tough to be a man in that local church because all of the mistakes will be uh, will be the blame will be on you while while you are 
in a relationship. But at the same time, if your partner, if your girlfriend had a problem, had had an attitude problem, it would also be your problem. <laughs> but if you have a problem, if you have an attitude problem, then it is only your problem. So that's how tough it is to be a male in our church, or at least to me. So you see, that's the point. Then it's not working out. I tried to call it quits once because it's really not working. I'm trying to make. Uh, I tried to talk. I tried to talk to her on this, but she doesn't want to. She blackmailed me and things like that. But let's move fast forward, and I and I understand that this will. And I understand, but that's beside the point. I got excommunicated for not marrying her. Simply because. I called it quits. I called. I called it. Uh, I decided to call it off. I called the relationship off, but she doesn't want to. Fast forward, she fast forward. She squealed that something is happening between us. In our church, it means uh, marriage or excommunication. Those are the only two options that were given to me. I decided excommunication. And. If you are a Christian, if you are a Christian and you have read First Corinthians chapter five, you will see that nothing in the Bible says that nothing in the Bible says that you will be remain disfellowship if you admitted your mistakes, even in wisdom, even not, especially not directly, not literally, and also by essence or by wisdom. In the Bible, if you confess. If you admitted, if you want to make amends, if you, if you repent, repent uh, from your sins, from your sins, from your sins, it means uh, it uh, that seals the deal. The disciplinary action starts. Does this? You will be given a disciplinary sanction, and that's it. Oh, it's not. It seems easy, but that's the. That's a that's a route. That's the route. The the route or route. And and in other words, I get still. I mean, remain excommunicated and remain excommunicated in a relationship in a consensus relationship. I'm not saying that what I did is right. I need. To suffer undisciplinary action, but not in an indefinite capacity. After all, uh, I disclosed it. Everything is disclosed. Everything disclosed. I never hide. I did hide anything from them. Uh, it's like it's not what you call an abuse. Uh, it's not what you call sexual abuse because we are in a consensual relationship. We are in consensus. Uh, I'm putting too much emphasis on that because that is a uh, call me manipulative if you want to, but it is in the consensus relationship. We agreed to do things, and eventually, even if we agreed to do things, I ended up. Being the only accountable one, and I understand that part. I understand that part, but 
that's how severe these things are going. This, you see, this is how severe it is. Now, it took me almost three years before I was allowed to return. You see, I use the word allowed to return because when people hear my stories, they say, I'm oh, glad he had returned. He returned to the church. It's like implying that I'm not, I'm refused to attend. No. I re, I'm not attending because they don't want me to. I am not allowed. So I will not allow myself. So I will not go there. It's not a refusal to go to the church. But I'm not allowed to the church to begin with. Because they are, they are giving me this disciplinary action called excommunication or marriage but i cannot i cannot continue having a, that kind of relationship through some a uh, uh, relationship is a mess uh, through, uh, nothing can change what happened in the past but that I, but i know that i was wrong in that relationship and in regards to her shared mistakes until now she's not being accountable to it but her share of mistake is between her and God. My share in the mistakes of the relationship, I owned it. I admitted it. And I'm trying to work it out as soon as possible. After all, you don't delay a mistake if you can solve it. If you cannot solve it immediately, you might solve it gradually. It's okay. Or if there are situations where you need to solve it immediately, well, that's... that's uh, that's another story but to solve it gradually at my arrangement that, that's a good at least you are owning up i am owning up but in my case i try to own up but they keep on dragging my excommunication status and then i was allowed to return only because my mom stated that she will move to another church in which uh, a church had adopted me and then they say, why not move on? Well, moving on is not for moving on is not something that you impose to another person, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by, it's not you impose or you imply to, to other people. It's what you do to yourself. But anyway, uh, so much for that. I tried to work things out, but yeah, after almost three years I was allowed to return, I suffered emotionally through that for almost three years. It take because I suffered emotionally because of that, not because of my, not because of the punishment or the consequence. I accepted it, but the emotional hell that I had at that time simply because they won't allow me, even if. Even if I lay down all my cards, they will apply the uh, only let's just pray, let us just pray, let us just pray. Then you will see pastors, you will see church leaders who are being abusive. Then they want you to forgive them. <laughs> well, forgiveness is no brainer, but they abused. In my case, I never abused. I never abused my relationship. It's 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 built on a consensus. 
it's uh, it's uh, made in consensus relationship. It's a it's a consensual relationship. Nobody forced each other. Nobody forced each other. I never persuade. I never manipulated my way to her. I I never manipulated to her, and I don't know. Uh, maybe not her. I do not know. But regardless, I never manipulated my way to her. And this is uh, our case is not in the abuse. It's not, it's not a sexual abuse, you know, because we are two consenting adults when it happened. But look at these abuses that these pastors and church leaders that co- that were committed. I, I'm not happy that they ha- that members or police officers or FBI have uh, dealt with this. But it is a good thing that they help with the arrest of these 200 pastors and leaders. Frankly, I am sad. Uh, yes, I am sad. But at the same time, frankly, I felt that they deserve it. You know, the the part of me, the part of me, or uh, the uh, part of my victim psyche is activating because of these things. I'm get I get triggered by this because. Because these leaders, these leaders, where they are leading to some in the Baptist churches, well, some in the Baptist, some of these Baptist churches have mem- have churches in which their pastors are not. You do not have the right to question the pastor. Hence, everything that this pastor or deacons or leaders do, these male pastors, deacons, and leaders do, you cannot question it. And that's the process. And as the process, uh, abuse abuses come in, and he voila, according to the Southern Baptist Convention, two hundred Baptist pastors, the leaders and leaders, uh, have been arrested. Uh, two hundred, uh, six hundred, if I'm not mistaken. I, 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 these uh, abuses made by these pastors and leaders, it boils me because. It boils part of me because as a member, I suffered a severe form of disciplinary action. And it takes, it's so difficult for me to return, even if I really, really wanted to. And these pastors, it came to that point that they are already pastors when they did it. Meaning, meaning part of their life part of their life even before they are pastor most probably they have already have done those things and got away with it and it's so hurting because they are not hold they are not held accountable they say that they they say People, you should forgive these leaders for committing such acts. We are also human beings. Uh, forgive and it shall be forgiven you. They will be give you will be given with such at with such a uh, with such words. But let me tell you this what happened to my case? And I what happened to my case? Even until now some people are being vindictive. 
Some people are being vindictive. They take advantage of my disciplinary action back then, even until now. And I'm not being bitter about this. It's just telling, I'm, I'm not mainly bitter about this. More than being bitter, it's just telling you that as a member, as a member, it takes time for me to go back to the ministry. And in fact, I even quit the, I even quit the onstage or the music ministry simply because these people are, keeps on bugging me. All because of the act, all of, all because of these things. And yet these leaders, these leaders, they reach to the point that they need to be jailed just for that? Man, it only means one thing. Even during the years of their past, I, I remember this pastor. I remember this pastor when, um, in which he had a relationship with the secretary. I'm saying, I'm not saying, and these reports, by the way, is not purely. By the way, this is not purely. Uh, this is just purely sexual abuse, meaning people, uh, uh, maybe pastors who committed sexual offense to a minor, or rape, or sexual harassment, and things like that. There, there, there are no rip, there. Excluding in this report is most probably those people, those pastors who are having an illicit affair. With a woman who are not their wife, or maybe they're having extramarital affair, or maybe they are doing sexual promiscuous acts apart from their wife, their own wives. And some, in fact, it boils me. As much as I wanted to forgive them, but it boils me because of the culture. The culture of some Baptist churches of forcing you to forgive them and yet they are being severe on members. Just take a look of this uh, pastor that I know. In fact, I even admire this pastor. And then for the past, and then he later on confessed, may, he later on confessed that he had an affair for 16 years. And maybe had an affair for 16 years yes he he was given he was he stepped down but it took him 16 years it pains me because it pains me because he has all the rights and privileges of a pastor and all and yet members mem uh, young members or members, yes, I am in a leadership ministry back then, but uh, but I suffered, you know, I suffered my consequences. You see, it's not being vindictive, you know. It's not vindictive, you know, when you mention that. Vindictive is a voting as I are good for you. You deserve it. That's vindictiveness. But seeing double standards coming in it's not feeling of vindictiveness it means it's a normal human emotion true you true forgiveness is inevitable forgiveness must be there forgiveness must be a uh, uh, forgiveness is a byproduct of being a christian 
or or being a person of a a per uh, forgiveness is the most practical way out. No, forgiveness is the most practical uh, way of being emotionally healthy, being a forgiving person. But seeing these people, seeing these leaders commit such acts and being arrested, this is a breath of fresh air. I'm not being brutal about it, but it is a breath of fresh air. Simply because members, I just feel these members. I just feel this message. Just imagine a church, like for example. Just imagine, in, just take my case for example. It took me almost three years before they allowed me to return. And that is for somebody who's following up the case. How about those people who just decided not to follow up their case? Who decided... Because they were excommunicated and they have nothing to talk to, they just let it be, and just waited for, uh, just waited to be restored. What if there are some idiots who, who instead of following up, who instead of following up, be, uh, believing that they will be reinstated anyway? How about there are some people who are stupid enough to believe that when in fact. You still need to follow it up, follow it up, follow it up. Even to the point, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to say to the uh, to, to the leaders who do this, who just say no. It's like it's like wanting to surrender to the police station. I committed the act. Have me handcuffed. Put me in jail so that I can serve my sentence. So that I can serve my sentence and. Uh, because I did this and yet they are not doing it it's like saying it's like saying that you will still be a fugitive you you know what guy you know what people do to fugitives <laughs> you know you know you know what people do from the those people who are fugitives from the law they have sometimes Especially those who have a shoot-to-kill order. These fugitives cannot say, I surrendered. Some abusive police people, some people from law enforcement who may have a, an abusive uh, violence, they can just say, he, uh, he, he has a gun. You see, that's how it feels. And yet, these pastors, these leaders, they wanted some consideration. They're so strict on their members. They're so strict on their members, clouding it with love, clouding it with forgiveness, clouding it. But in reality, they are vindictive, revengeful, uh, angry, uh, full of hatred. I might take I, I mentioned my take on this simply because I feel sad that the Baptist churches had these supports and it's happening. But it is plainly because you guys allowed it. You're so strict on the members, especially if you do not like the member. 
Especially if you do not like the member. You're so strict. Imply, uh, maybe in the U.S. it's not the case, but sometimes it's not the case. You're so strict with the members, and yet so uh, you're, you're looking the other way from your pastors and leaders' tendencies. Or maybe you're strict with particular leaders simply because you don't feel the leaders. You don't feel those leaders. You don't feel them. Your blood boils or those leaders rub you the wrong way. And, be and because of that, you apply all the strictest rules, all the possible strictest biblical rules, when in fact, you are just doing that double, sta double, double standard thing. And yet, you look the other way when pastors and leaders are doing their abuses simply because they're not hitting you hard? Ladies and gentlemen, I do not want to... I do not want to... Uh, it's, I, I understand if you will feel that this is very negative of me. But I knew, this news boils my blood. Not because... Not because, uh, not because I hate them, but because how double standard works. These abuses came into fruition simply because members allowed it. We are too strict. Some of us are too strict to the members who are not, who are not, we, who are not our feel. We, we just mask it. We just mask it to being to the so-called Christian concern. But if you're really concerned, you're not being brutal, too brutal to them. Look at my excommunication. For almost three years, uh, for almost three years, I tried to work things out. They only allowed me to return simply because my mom, who, my mom, who just decided to attend. But, uh, just because she decided that if they will not work out my case, she will move to the church that adopted me from, from that time. And guess what? A week after, the pastor called. I do not know the entire story why it happened, what happened behind the scenes, but go figure the pattern. And yet, we wanted to look the other way when leaders and we try, and some even nowadays in our in churches in the Philippines they want to hide these things in secret rather than I still remember a case of a local church in which a member um, a, a member is sexually abusive to his uh, to one of the uh, Christian school student because that church has a school that member is sexually abusive to this uh, to this girl who is a teenager, who is a minor and instead of handing over this pervert to the authorities they just uh, say, okay they just uh they just gave an empty hands up and say, okay, we will not get in touch with you 
whatever uh, whatever happens to you is not our fault <laughs> and you see cover ups and here i am my excommunication was publicized in my local church <laughs> look at that and how and that's why you cannot blame me for being not for being triggered by such reports because i knew that the better reason why the why these abuses came into existence simply because uh this simply because they allowed to but i believe at the same time these churches who these churches have strict uh have strict disciplinary actions or they have a series of corrections to erring members that's how it is. It hurts to people who were un who underwent severe disciplinary action. It hurts to see them, to see pastors and leaders be uh, abusing power, and they can't even speak a word because these churches have a mindset of saying that do not touch God's anointed. So part of them. Part of them, I understand where they're coming from because part of them feels that if they say something like this, they will be play, uh, a plague or karma will happen to them. Which is sucks. Which it sucks actually. Rather, and this is the good thing. I'm not happy with what happened to them. But at the same time, I'm. Uh, it's a good thing that these members had helped the arrest of these leaders, these abusive people, these perverts. Look, I got excommunicated simply because I got excommunicated because of an action of an act of actions committed by two consenting adults but I submitted to the disciplinary action why because it is wrong even if those actions were made by two consenting adults if I accepted it if I accepted it and I underwent it how much more these abusive people but hey this one's the next. This this one's different. It doesn't restrict anymore about disciplinary action. This one's for. This one's for nine one one. This one's for. Uh, citizen arrest. Or this one's for. This one's uh. Like for example, those sexual abuse. They were. They will. They deserve jail time. You don't take away the accountability from them. Yes, you forgive. It's the it's part and part of being a Christian or part of part of being a person. You forgive. If the impression of forgiveness comes into you, you take advantage of it because it is like it is God saying to you that you need to forgive the person. But at the same time, you don't take away the accountability out of a person. Take it from me. I had my. I have my hiccups in my life, and most uh, 
somebody help me we help me get through with those accountabilities they did it uh, they did make me uh, not accountable they helped me get through with the accountabilities that I have and so hence with that support that I have I gradually pulled it up I gradually pulled it through and I am gradually am pulling it through simply because simply because I made myself accountable and people that helped me make myself accountable and while well, these abusive leaders they, some of them in the Philippines they even have a chance to still be a pastor they just move from one fellowship to the other fellowship and part of me gets triggered by this sadness and anger I just wish and I just hope and I just pray um, just wish and I hope that I pray that the victims uh, be comforted by these developments but at the same time but at the same time those leaders who keep doing those kinds of abuses either serve jail, uh, should serve jail time because it hurts members because it hurts members, especially those who are undergoing disciplinary actions. It also hurts members. Because some, let's face it, in a church, some of the members did, some of, some of the members do not like a particular member or particular members. And when they see abuses like this created by pastors and leaders, they are sad. Part of them is sad. Part of them is angry. Part of them is furious. Part of them is hurt. Why? Why do you... N because these members are like saying, you don't like me, but I'm not doing something to you. You just don't like my actuations and all you do is just don't like the way I do things. Yes, they will say, I do not care. All I do is uh, good vibes and all. I'm just having this good vibe and everything like that. But part of them is says, it hurts. And yet they see their pastors being abusing or leaders or deacons abusing the authority or abusing the privileges that they have. Well, they deserve it. I have not been dictated by saying this, but they deserve it. Because members under them, members under their leadership or under their group leadership feels hurt. Especially those families whose members of the family underwent a severe disciplinary action kudos to people kudos to members who who jailed their pastors and leaders it's not rudeness you know it's responsibility you are making the church a safe place you're making the assembly a safe place you're making uh, safe for the kids, safe for the ladies, and safe for the safe for the abused people as well. Thank you very much also for listening to this. And I know uh, you had that impression of me uh, when I mentioned that. But I'm just stating this because uh, because it's a it's a triggering topic. Uh, these uh, abuses made by religious leaders because 
uh, in organizations there are rules and members are forced to abide with those rules they say it's not a rule but it is but it is and yet seeing these leaders get uh, get get away or go uh, get out got away from it it's uh, it hurts you know anyway so but despite that that doesn't ruin my whole day and thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for uh, this pod uh, for listening to my podcast I will put this as appendix one not uh, because this is not an official topic but feel free to listen and that's it this is Ian Along and this is a long talk thank you very much good day